Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. go with that you know what really made eric mad though i'm gonna tell you this jeremy you know what made eric mad before ah, yes share the he, rage he interrupted i was trying to talk to him and he interrupted me by playing with like one of his mouth like noisemaker toys he has and he goes oh i'm sorry that was really rude and i go yeah it kind of was and i was like thanks jeremy <laughs> and he goes come on why would you say that and i was like I don't know. Why would I say that? And he's like, that's not, take it back. And I was like, nope. <laughs> he got really upset. And then you came on. So I was like, oh, did so. you see a picture on uh, Eric's Facebook? This is what I wanted to point out. There's only yes. one person that isn't smiling in this picture. Uh, you. It. That's Jeremy. Hey, everybody. Happy smile. Not me. <laughs> I'm just dying inside. Yeah, also, Jeremy just Jeremy point. looks like he's uh, uh about to just figure out how to load his a full metal jacket into the uh <laughs> into the fucking gun. Full metal jacket. Pile, did you forget your fucking name? <laughs> well, I didn't forget my name and let me tell you, welcome back to Quality Time. I'm Eric Woodworth, one third of the show here. Uh I'm joined first by my blood, my brother. Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm pretty normal. I mean, pretty normal. Have you gotten over the trauma of of having uh, technical difficulties joining the podcast yet? Uh, I thought you were just going to add all that shit. Like maybe that. I'd say a lot of eight minutes, so I might cut it out. I might not. Maybe I'll give a little bit of your freak out, but you know, if that's what the people want, I'll go back and listen, perhaps. But you're, are you, have you calmed down now? You think? Yeah. Well, that was minutes ago, and I, I my rage can only be um, kept up so long. Jeremy, because have you ever tried? Just, appeared. Have you ever thought about just trying to smile more? Um, I realize that I am a toxic person. Oh, okay. Be incarnate, and um, you know, sometimes I can almost look at myself enough to say, "My life isn't total shit, and I'm probably gonna die soon." But at least I can make songs making fun of myself. That is good. You know, I like that you mentioned that you're a toxic person. I'm also joined by uh, Ashley Pontius, which is not your intro, but I wanted to make acknowledge you. I wanted to talk that. That's not good. Can I say, <laughs> Ashley's not here yet. Ashley's not here yet. What I was going to say is that uh, the toxic, you know how they keep talking about a toxic Avenger movie with Peter Dinklage and stuff like that? They keep teasing it. It would be great if the premise for the movie was it was called Cancel Toxie. And so they're all trying to cancel it because he is literally toxic. He actually has toxic waste um, and is giving people lymphoma. That's ironic. I thought that was fun. Um, uh, and speaking of uh, people who turn away from fucking hideous monsters into beautiful butterflies, we're joined by the very lovely, the very talented Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? I'm tepid. No, I'm good. How are you? How are you? No, I'm, I'm good. It's good. It, we're all back. The gang's here. We have a wonderful movie to talk about. Um, Can I intro this show? Yeah, go ahead. Intro it, brother. This might be actually recorded on Sunday, which is a little less than 12 hours before Eric's debut on 98 Rock. 
Well, I, I thanks, man. I appreciate it. You're very. It is I, his chronicler, who alone can tell thee of his saga. Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Eric on 98 Rock! He's gonna be co hosting on 98 Rock! No! 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 Well, thank you for that, Jeremy. I mean, uh, I can tell, I I like that. I think like my excitement for it is like a, a, a a grain of sand compared to your, your excitement for me being on. Jeremy, I don't know what happened to your audio. You're super quiet right now. Also, ever since you played that track. Now you're, we can't hear you at all. Whatever you did, I don't know what what speaker you blew out there. <laughs> we got nothing. We got nothing. No, I am excited though. While Jerry's fixing his audio problems, um, I uh, I would say my greatest fear is the unknown of what Jeremy will do while I'm on air. Uh, the neglected texts I feel like are going to be filled with him. Um, I think he's going to try to send childhood nudes of myself to him because he loaded up on those Thursday night. Um, so uh, that is an exciting, that, that uh, there's a bit of worry in me for that. We can like barely hear you. It sounds, you like sound super quiet now. Is your mic plugged in? Very much. <laughs> There you kind of came through for a second. How's that? Is that better? Uh, we can hear you, but again, you're very, very soft. I don't know why. It's like very muted. Welcome to 98 Rock. Uh, this is Eric Woodworth and my co-hosts, Jeremy and Ashley. Um, we're here to play uh, two hours of Creed. That's what we're doing this morning. Uh, uh, I prefer R.E.M. Oh, REM. Very good. Very good. Very good. Um, no, I'm excited, but thank you, Jeremy, for that. Yes, I will be on 98 Rock uh, if you're listening uh, to this episode later today. It was, it's already happened, so I've either bombed horribly and will never be allowed back, or I did okay, and uh, you'll see me again um, 2023 sometime. Who knows? Uh, that's I, the. F- I'd like to think that had I not spoiled it for maybe the Robin Joe show, that you would have you would have brought three taquitos in your pants, and that you would have offered one to to uh, Josh. I know. So Jer- this is the thing that he's Jeremy's been doing to me all week. He's been ever since he's found out. He's been he's been sending me hot bits to do hot bits, and uh, I've been running him past Justin. I was like, hey, if I brought taquitos hidden into my pocket, would that be would that be a good bit? He's like, no, that would be. He would hate that. He would definitely hate if you offered him pocket food. I was like, oh, okay. What if it was mushroom soup, though? Um, so I do, I do enjoy messing with Justin's day job, but I try to, I try to remember. You know, listen, I'm just sitting in, man. I'm not trying to do anything you crazy. Tell Justin that you're a Jew whisperer. I, I did. That's actually the get ready for the 6 a.m. break. It's a full Kanye West rant. That's what I'm going for. Um, I'll tell you something about Jews. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yeah. I'm sorry, his new name's Ye. Yay. Yeah. Like, just like yeah. Pete Diddy Yay, whatever. Yeah, he it's and Pete Yavidson. Um he'll change his he'll change his name to a symbol and, and really tattoo it on his face. Yeah. Yeah, he is he is crazy to the point now where he just needs a face tattoo to really complete it. I agree with that. You know, the thing to remember is that uh uh with all of his insanity and the things that he says uh it's just really sad that all he has is this you know multi millions of dollars to go home to every night um to Dude, i take a hundred thousands of dollars before i go howard who's crazy i'm pissing in bottles watching movies all day even though i got burned up in a plane crash yeah so. if jeremy won a 500 dollars scratch off he you would have fucking kleenex <laughs> boxes on your feet by the afternoon okay let's be honest uh, <laughs> in, 
instantly have a, a, a year's worth of beard growth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've come. You've got stubble. <laughs> you only eat gobble ghoul because that's your now diet. You live on a Sopranos diet. Uh, I just tried to have all my limbs cut off. Just yes. like Donnie in that, that movie, that Metallica song. So, yeah, you're what? just a human fleshlight. I, I get I it. I don't need uh, limbs anymore. I have money. <laughs> all right, but we're getting, we're getting a little bit sidetracked here. I, I did. So uh, Friday, um, I hurt myself. Okay. I, I, I pulled something in my back, okay? And uh, I've really been hobbling around the last couple of days like a very old man, just spasming okay, okay, constantly. Um, you hurt yourself just to feel. I hurt myself just to feel. Um, I, and I want, I, I'm going to give you a multiple choice answer here, okay? How did I hurt my back? Uh, um, trying to throw midgets. Was it A, uh, I was laying down watching a show and my daughter jumped from the uh, other couch because I have like tiered seating onto my back and that's what hurt it was it B I was outside trying to pull some weeds and just doing very light yard work pulled my back or C did I lean over my work desk computer to unplug my laptop to put it in my bag and pull my back? Was it A, it's, B, or C? It's C. <laughs> it's got to be C. I really, can I add a D that you did it while masturbating? While masturbating. Uh, for all, it, D is an option for all three. And um, Ashley, you are correct. It was C. I, I made, I didn't even have to bend fully over. I just bent slightly forward to unplug my computer. I went, Oh, they're going back. Oh God. And had to walk like a frog wearing pants for the rest of the day. Um, it was, Oh God. Is this what getting old is Jeremy just doing my, like very medial tasks and hurting yourself? Uh, in my 20s, the first time I pulled my back that put me out of work for at least two, three days, I know the moment that I hurt my back, which was picking up a box full of paper. But the funny thing is, I did not feel that pain until I went to pee at 2 a.m. in the morning and which the back spasm started and I screamed at the top of my lung. Going, <laughs> my mom actually came over and said, maybe you're pushing... Um, like a, a yeah, a, a, what are you, a kidney stone? No, I just had spasms, and I had I mm. learned from experience because it's happened at least two, three, four times in my life. Uh, you you gotta eat, treat it with warm, gotta treat it with uh, you know, as keep it as hot as possible. Uh, and also maybe oxys. So, yeah. well, oxys, cool. Yeah, uh, I know I know a guy that w- walked literally on a broken foot for years on his oxys. And would not get it taken care of because he was dumb. He's really. Oh, may he rest in peace. <laughs> he is definitely probably dead by now. And also worked in furniture and was so incompetent. We had to do had to make sure that he did nothing except garbage because he was a complete moron. And uh, anytime you had to help him out or he tried to do a job, he's like, oh, Blue needs help. Oh, fuck. What can we do? What are we going to do to get away from Blue? Because he's completely incompetent and he's a dumbass. And this is the future liberals want. Um, (laughs) Last day I worked at a certain fucking job. I had to bring his ass, drunken ass home to his front door. And he could not barely walk up two steps. And I remember his girlfriend looking like, why did you bring this piece of shit home? This fucking drunken piece of shit. Who could barely walk into the door because he's so high on 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 pills and drink that he can't make it in his own fucking door? And I was I I hate fucking babysitting drunks. It's one of the biggest things I hate in life. Mm. It's like, if, you're, if you're fall down drunk, just fucking fall down and stay there. That's where you fucking need to be because you can't control your your intake. Jeremy, uh, would you rather um, a have? I would rather fucking hang with Jeffrey for hours to take care of a fucking fall down drunk okay would you rather a every night have to take care of a fall down drunk or b every time you logged on your computer you had the exact same experience you had today <laughs> with it 
Um, what was the choice again between every that? time you tried to do something on the computer, it, fall down drunks. Yes, you, you fall down drunks is what you do, or or have computer issues. You know, fall down drunks are actually you can deal with them. <laughs> they're, they're not that bad all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you over, and there is no dealing with them. That's so. good, man. Okay, cool. Yeah, I usually like I, I like. I've taken care of many a drunk before, and generally I point them places, and then I put them in rooms that can lock, and then I wait for them. I hope for the, I hope that they sleep. That's what I go. I pray for that 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 sleep washes over them. I like to put on like something cool, and I'm like just cool, to relax. I I remember my. Well, one of my really fun drunk friends uh, and my old roommate, Nick DeMichael, I've had to take care of him. We used to call it Nick Duty. And it, it, we were like, I'm not on Nick Duty tonight. You're on Nick Duty. Um, but I do remember him taking him back Nick, to my Nick, house. Nick, 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 I used to take, uh, one time I took uh, Nick back to my place uh, after a very drunken night on the town. Uh, and it was, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was not too long after I'd been married. And... He walked in my house. This was my dog, Barley, was still alive. And uh, for like a straight three minutes as he walked in the house, I'm like, hey, be, I just need you to be quiet because my wife and and child are sleeping. Uh, so if you could just keep it down. And he's like, I got it. I got it. The second he comes in, the dog, of course, pounces on him. He goes, what's going on, you little slut? You little fucking slut? You little fucking slut dog? You fucking slut? <laughs> and then, so I finally get him sauntered down, and he can't stop calling my dog a slut the whole time. <laughs> and he passes out, and the first thing I hear in the morning is like, "Yeah, it was great until he called her dog a slut for five minutes." <laughs> so, I was just like, I know. So that was, uh, yeah, no, dealing with a with a drunk, unreasonable person, especially when you're not on that level, is not fun. It's not a good thing. It's kind of fun when you are also slosh, but you're just slightly better. Like you have your wits about you, but you're still slurring your speech. You're like, this is pretty fun. All right. You can have some fun with it. But being sober and doing it, nah, not so much. I agree. Um, we, 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 we took out uh, this guy named John for somebody's... Um uh, bachelor party night and didn't go to good bars like with naked women or anything we just went to a regular fucking restaurant mm -hmm. and he got to the point where he's ready to fight drunk and the guy who owns the restaurant is like shaking his hand and they're looking at each other like don't you fucking do anything don't you fucking start anything up and also when he goes and he's like you guys you you can have drinks this man no and he's like you fucking serious even though he's totally drunk and then also he got to the point where he, he couldn't talk drunk anymore. You say something to him, he just looks at you like, I'm too drunk to talk. I'm hey, trying to make words. Final, final thing is we're driving home and he's come down from the point of not being able to speak drunk. And then he starts talking about killing people. At which mm. point my buddy's like, gotta go. It's time for me to get <laughs> like enjoy driving his ass home. <laughs> And, of course, I had to fucking, you know, <laughs> brothers in arms carry his ass into his trailer at the trailer park. So, Gosh, mission accomplished. I know I've, uh, I'll tell you, hey, and Ashley, feel free, if you have a fun drunk story about taking care of somebody, please, at any time, let us know. But can I, can I, I think this is a story I've definitely told on the podcast before. But it is by far the funniest tending for a drunk story. And also the most guy story I think I have. It, this is like UFC fucking Machida. I remember the main event. It was Machida versus Shogun Hua, where Shogun Hua fucking wrecked him. We showed up to the Green Turtle early to get seats because you could watch it at the Green Turtle. But our friend Sean Laskowitz, shout out, uh, former guest on the show, uh, gets so inebriated that we are treating him like weekend at Bernie's. So like we we propped him up on the table against the wall with his hand holding up and put glasses on him like that, like he was fine. And the bouncer finally noticed. He was like, he's got to go. And we were like using his arms like, what are you talking about? I'm good to go. Like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> and just using him like a, a human puppet. Uh, and <laughs> he's like, all right, well, let us call him a cab. This is before the Ubers and things existed. And uh, so I said, let us call him a cab. He lives less than like two miles away from where we're watching it. We'll get him a cab. We'll, we'll send him home, right? As the cab pulls up, but we can't leave the bar to walk him out to the cab. It's maybe 50 yards away from the front door where the cab is, right? We give him a fistful of dollars, okay? More than enough to get him there and leave it. He, all he has to do is just hand this wad of money and say, take me to this place, okay? So he gave him a wad full of cash. We pushed him out the door and we're like, there's your cab. Get in it and hand him money. He's like, <laughs> Like that. It's not even a word. He just goes, Bleh. yeah. I watch him and he walks and then he walks past the cab and just continues off into the night. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like, okay, we're not in a particularly bad neighborhood or anything like that. We're in Columbia. He lives pretty close. Maybe he's just like, you know what? I'm going to take a drunk walk back to my house. And we're like, cool. Well, my car was parked in his house, Ashley, and I go and to go pick my car up in the morning with my friend Greg, drives me over there, and Sean's mom answers the door and goes, oh yeah, Sean hasn't woken up yet, he's in his room. I was like, okay, well, we're going to go say hi to him. It's, by the way, it's past noon by this time, okay? We walk in, I open Sean Laskowitz's bedroom door. Uh, and I find that he is laying in the middle of his room, not in a bed, pants sansed, completely fleeced of his body. And surrounding him are just wrappers of Taco Bell with, like, not even, like, in a pile. Like, there's just lettuce bits and cheese particles everywhere, as if a stripper had come in and the only currency that she accepted was the inside fillings to tacos. That's what, and it just made it rain. Okay. And the honest to God, the funniest thing I'd ever heard said to me was we go, Holy shit. We're laughing. Cause like, Sean, what the fuck? And he goes, he sprite uh, pops his eyes open, looks around and goes, Oh shit. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out Sean L one of my best uh, my best friends been sober for a very long time and uh, I hope he stays like that forever uh, God helped breathe into his breathalyzer on the way up to a uh, chiller so yeah, Sean Yusa also was such a bad drunk, he did have an interlock and would would drive drunk still, but get somebody to sober passenger, get a sober passenger to blow for him, which seems irresponsible, because it was. Uh, <laughs> it was more convenience. He didn't actually drink and drive with me, but it was more easy to drive and blow into it. Yeah. As opposed to, like, stopping on the side of the road. So. That is true. That is true. Um. So, uh... What else is there? I. By the I, way, I played good, the bad, and the ugly versus a fistful of dollars. Okay, good, good. We it didn't really come through, but I appreciate. I could barely hear it, and in post, I don't plan on cleaning it up. So look, the. Uh, I I kind of want to tell you guys about last night, um, and the shit show that I had, but. I might I might save it for later because we're running running along on time here and we're already like twenty plus minutes in so I might save that for another another story this week or for Laugh Finder it is good there were hecklers at this show last night and no. uh, uh, the Late Show had not one not two not three not four but five hecklers one Ooh. of them one of the hecklers though Ashley. Chris Lawrence. Just a little spoiler alert. I just want to tease people for a little bit for a future story. One of them was turbo retarded. So, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Save the world with his dream catcher someday. Yeah, dude. Honestly (laughs) to God, he was wearing a Legend of Zelda shirt. He had nubby fingers, and he was definitely there with his sixty-year-old mother. Oh God, it oh, was, no, and no. he was front fucking row. <laughs> mm, definitely the his, best like, hecklers. 
hear his like make a wish. <laughs> Dude, it was it was fucking rough because I can't. What are you supposed to do? Dress this guy down? He might fucking hop up here. And first, there's no win when there's a mentally challenged man in the front row that's heckling you, just saying beans and carrots. Shut the fuck. <laughs> it's not smart it, to uh, upset a Wookie. <laughs> an arm off. That's the new term I use now, Wookie. Okay, Wookie. Ashley, you were saying. Nope. <laughs> Ashley was not saying. Keep going. <laughs> Do we have any more? Uh, you guys got any fun other stories you'd like to share? I I, I concede the floor. Uh, I I'll give my account this week, which is uh, two mice uh, dying in the middle of my kitchen from uh, rat poison. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just babies now. They're dying in the middle of the kitchen sink. We ate some poison. Now we're dying. Now wait, Jeremy, are these different than the ones that died in the outlet <laughs> that you sent us pictures? Yes, yes. So oh. one in the outlet and two in the middle of the floor as they just climb out and like, this is a good place to die. I don't know what Eric's doing. <laughs> Playing. He's not done. He didn't want to see him vaping, I guess. Eric, are you talking? We can't hear you. Jeremy, what's the um what's the deal with like if you were to write a book about like a thousand ways to kill a rat, what are some of what would you put in your, your Mount Rushmore of rat deaths you've had at the house? Uh deaths. Well, you know, I I, I have to go by the old BB gun which is the number one of satisfaction and you know doesn't matter how many think how many times you shoot them if you don't shoot them right you still get squeaking and pain which causes satisfaction jeremy what if you and i do a movie together and we call it wiltard <laughs> wiltard <laughs> i killed another rat today oh my gosh so I work with Filipinos at my job, right? <laughs> <laughs> what a transition! Jesus Christ! Speaking of rats, and this guy is like, you know what we eat in our? We eat field rats. And this guy is is like talking to me almost as if he's serious. Like, you 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 bring me your rats. You bring me rats from from when you kill. And I'm thinking this guy is actually gonna. If I bring him a rat, he will cook it, and he will eat a rat. And I'm thinking, dude, I actually offered on Friday. I was like, dude, if you cook this rat and let me like film you eating a rat after I, you cook it, I'll give you five bucks. So this are we, may happen. Are we thinking that he could be a side story in Baby Eater or could he be like a side quest movie? Yeah, like yeah, rat, rat eater. He's a really, he's a really lovable uh, Filipino guy I work with and we like to josh around and everything. But he will probably eat a rat. He's eaten cobra from before. <laughs> he's eaten cobra. What about the rest cobra. of the Joes? <laughs> uh, he's also eaten monkey. Oh, okay. So you know, eating dogs is nothing to, to some of these Asian countries. It's like, why do you guys love dogs? I mean, we eat them. That is true. Um, so, by the way, seeing a dog flayed in 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 China on the open streets is the most despicable thing you could probably see a human being do. So, yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, yeah, it, it's hard for me to masturbate to. I agree. I agree. Challenge, not impossible, but challenging. <laughs> for sure. For sure. The uh, so BB gun is is your top one. Have you ever made like thought about making like cool like uh Pee Wee Herman esque traps where it's like where like things come down and like an egg drops. Do you think we could make that at your house? The ultimate, what is it? The Rubik's, Rubik's Garrison thing? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to see. I want every rat death. I want the rat to be so mesmerized by the things happening. Like it actually gets hypnotized. Like, I wonder what's happening right now. Do, 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 do. Oh, there's a kite. Jeremy, have we ever considered that you could reach the fame you so desperately crave by taping you waterboarding the rats and put it on YouTube, just like when we used to watch people from Al-Qaeda get beheaded? Look, I, I know it, it, rats are, look, rats are vermin. 
You know, mm-hmm. until you you've had a rat problem and they destroyed like number one, your computer cut up. It's probably they're just listening in. Anyway, so until you've had like rats like destroy some of your home, like either your food or your cabinets, you don't care. But when they're destroying your shit, you fucking hate them. I mean, they're they're just. Mm. Oh, speaking, Jeremy, since we're on the rat topic, it just reminded me this week. Um, you said that uh, you replaced your dishwasher this week. Um, and, uh, yeah, and you yeah. didn't really tell me about what. So I've I've been in your house during the one of the peak infestations, <laughs> and I pulled back your stove. And saw some of the horrors behind that. Um, what did you find behind the dishwasher that had never been removed? Oh God! So I I bought a used dishwasher, and I was thinking I'm going to replace this ASAP. And something in the back of my mind said, oh, "You mean you got remarried?" <laughs> I'm sorry, just kidding. No. So anyway, okay. I replaced my dishwasher in the back of my mind like i'm gonna replace this so quick i'm so fucking tired of doing dishes for like two years straight and i'm thinking in the back of my mind there's gonna be a fucking nest under this thing that's gonna be vile and disgusting and yes not only was the nest at least almost in the entire underneath of the dishwasher but at least two mummified rats underneath so pulling it out is a pain in the ass. It's it's only two fucking wires. It's only one one tube, or no? There's there's one, there's water supply and then there's the drain. But at the same time, I'm I'm taking it out. And I'm like, oh, this is so vile. I I I had to do it with gloves on with with gloves, and I'm still disgusted. The OCD kicks in, and at the same time, I'm cussing. I'm angry. I'm pissed off because there's. Fucking filled up. You, the wife can hear me cussing like ten minutes into the job, and finally she comes and is like, "Would you like me to clean this up?" I'm like, "Fucking thank you, fucking thank you for cleaning up this shithole mess of fucking rat shit." And also, as I started the job, I had the the wife had to come in and do something, and when she comes in, she does something in the kitchen, she leaves, and the fucking dog pisses right where I had to fucking work. That just fucking inflamed me like nothing. I have to kneel on the fucking floor. Oh, you want to piss right where I fuck you piece of shit little dog. I just want to like fucking Justin Tucker. Okay? So anyway, the job got done and yeah, there's a there's a a used dishwasher that actually works again. Oh, no, 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 no. Here's the, the creme de la creme. I thought there was only three wires that the rats had chewed off. No, they chewed off a lot of fucking wires used dishwasher that was only going on three years old now and two years that it didn't work. I was saying, yeah, I can, I can, I can re rewire. No, they, they fucked up all the wires. I can't tell so, what goes to what now. So. Jeremy, are you telling me that you have the reverse of the movie Cinderella? Like those little mice and rats would come in and like make her life better, but these come in and they're like, we're going to undo all the work in Jeremy's house. Like, like, hey, why don't you sing a little song called Cinderella? Cinder- no, I'm going to fucking kill you now. <laughs> Here's a fucking BB in your fucking brain and your fucking brain. You're all going to die and I'm going to enjoy you dying and seeing your life. Like Jack Kevorkian, and like he's like he's masturbating while you're dying. So you know. that's that's actually Jack off Kevorkian. Uh, so hey, no Jack off. They all die in the beginning of Jack off. Jack Kevorkian show. Jack off Kevorkian. He just has a suicide kink. That's uh. I think that's what Jack off Kevorkian is. Here's another thing that the guys do is a stunt. They all die on every stunt. So. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Uh, the regular old battle royale situation. Uh, By the way, this this dishwasher could have been replaced within a day. It took a month because I know of the filth. Okay. Well, uh, gang, should we get into tonight's movie? This was, this was Ashley's pick this week, which I'm very excited to go. It's a good pick, one that we've never done, oddly enough, for such a classic movie. Uh, we're going over 1988's Pumpkinhead, which... Uh, 
by the way, probably has the, I think, one of the coolest monsters ever created for a franchise. I'll say it. I think it is, I think the actual pumpkin head creature is cooler than the American werewolf in London or the howling. I'm not saying transformation wise or special effects. I think it actually looks cooler than the actual thing from the thing, although the, I'm not, and I'm not, this isn't to say that these are better. Are, are that this is a better movie. It's not, and we'll get into that hard. But the aesthetic of this fucking monster is so good looking and fucking creepy, and I I just love it for sure. I think I think one of the biggest turnoffs for people, and you can tell me if you agree or not, but I think one of the biggest turnoffs is the creature does not necessarily go with such a hokey title. Right? Like, I feel like the yeah. title feels so crappy to some extent that it kind of, I think, turns people off from even giving this film a chance. And I think the creature itself, he doesn't really he doesn't really embody what I would think when I hear a title like Pumpkinhead. Yeah, if anything, Pumpkinhead should be the name of Trick or Treat, right? Like, if we're being honest, yes. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah. He is a literal pumpkin-headed kid. Um, so this movie, as we get into it, obviously we see a lot of um, the divide between like poverty and people with money, which we do see a lot in horror. Um, but we see that very specifically in this movie. And you know, I think the reason they went with this title is, do you know what you call a family member that you fuck? Who's what's it's, that? It's a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's playing some type of music that we can't hear through his rig. This is a pumpkin patch that he thinks is the most sincere. Oh, he's it's the creepy this one. He's got to. I don't see how a pumpkin patch could be more sincere than this one. Very good. Okay. All right. Um, but uh, Pumpkinhead is directed by Stan Winston. Now, Stan Winston, uh, oddly enough, is uh, probably much more famous for doing special effects for movies. I mean, he was part of the makeup department of Terminator 2, Terminator... He did all the special effects for Terminator 1, special effects guru for Jurassic Park, Aliens, anything you could imagine. So this is kind oh, whoa, of... Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't forget the most important movie. What's that? Andy Kaufman in Heartbeeps. Uh, that's exactly what we were all thinking. Heartbeeps. Uh, I have never seen it. Give us a synopsis of Heartbeeps and why it is a technological breakthrough in special effects, Jeremy. Heartbeeps is where he makes Andy Kaufman into a robot. And that's the reason why he got to make Terminator, because it was his first robot special effects movie with Bernadette Peters and uh, what's his name from uh, Frankenstein. So. Really? Yes. Oh, good. Hell yeah. Oh, I, I, I gotta. I want to tell you guys a story, and I don't. Uh, it just came because we mentioned Terminator. Okay. Now, one of my friends, I can't, I can't give away how this information got to me exactly because it wasn't um, released to me in a way that I can reveal who gave me this information. Okay. So you just have to, you'll have to trust me on it right now. But um, apparently there was a star-studded event and one of the people there was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, was hanging out with some other stars and let out um, the topic of Farrah Fawcett came up. Okay? Farrah Fawcett. And Arnold couldn't stop mentioning to the other stars in this group. He was like, yeah, you know, when I was at my, in my prime uh, in the late 70s or whatever, you know, I had, I had, uh, I fucked uh, uh, a fair faucet in the ass. It was very good like that. And he couldn't stop talking about fucking Farrah Fawcett in her ass, which is kind of ironic. So what I couldn't stop thinking while this story was being unfolded is how Farrah Fawcett died, which was colon cancer. Uh, so <laughs> she got <laughs> literally fucking terminated by anal sex. Oh. <laughs> well, 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 well. 
just to remind everybody, this episode today is Pumpkinhead. I'll just remind y'all every like 10 minutes if you're a listener so you know what it was we were supposed to do today. <laughs> so, uh, Pumpkinhead, Stan Winston. Now, an interesting fact about Stan Winston and the creation of this monster, he actually didn't really have a whole lot of input. He was so busy directing this movie that he didn't really create any part of the monster, except uh, a lot of people that worked on this movie did say that he fostered an environment where we could just kind of do whatever we want. Everybody who worked on this movie said it was just great. I like to implement new rules. There must be a new gym in every city of the great state of California. It will be called 25-hour fitness for one extra hour of working out. Okay, Jeremy, Jeremy, stop. (laughs) That was... That was just like the worst Arnold impression. That you, did you Google worst Arnold impression we could possibly find here? I, my screen went blank, and apparently I clicked on Total Brutal versus uh, you, I Need Your Clothes, Your Bike, and Your Motorcycle, which is what I was really trying to play. Uh, I awesome. agree. <laughs> so. Good. I I like. So, uh, oh my gosh. Jeremy, you're gonna you're getting real close to getting muted now. You're getting real sorry. close if you can't get yourself under control. Screen went fuck. I'm sorry. The screen went fuck. Literally goes black. <laughs> like I don't know what the fuck is going on. And once yeah, after it goes there, it doesn't go back. Hey. All right, so look, uh the <laughs> Uh, but no, that uh, it, it is a it is a fun movie directed by Stan Winston, uh, starring the great Lance Hendrickson. Uh, where I feel like the budget went to two things in this movie. One, we got to get Lance Hendrickson in here. I'm gonna do mm-hmm. it. Also, Lance, gonna need a favor from you. Gonna need you to act full retard in this movie, okay? And if you watch the progression of Lance Hendrickson in this movie, he does somehow every scene become more like Simple Jack from Tropic Thunder to the point where it's like, he can't breathe! Like, like he's not even making sense near the end of the movie. I do enjoy him. And they blew their load on that. I couldn't name you any other actor in this movie uh at all like every other one is just like yep that person uh okay yeah from what i've never seen him the main bad guy in it who's joel is some guy named john uh diakino who just kind of looks like a wish version of norm mcdonald but acts more like uh the worst uh like he couldn't win a like a porn actor skill uh uh sag award much less a a regular one there's something i didn't even notice till halfway through is that Lance had special hillbilly teeth made up for the part, which yes. I didn't fully notice until like halfway through. Oh gosh. So uh, this story opens up uh, with a revenge demon, Pumpkinhead, pursuing a victim who tries to seek safety in a home. The owners refuse him sanctuary, but unbeknownst to them, their young son gets out of bed and watches out the window as we get to see Pumpkinhead right from the fucking get-go. Lift some guy up like he's the undertaker by his head and uh, get ready for a choke slam. Uh, A nice opening to the movie. I love how it's shot in the low lighting. And I love how like every scene is filled with like a light uh, orange glow that like really sells the the pumpkinness of it. It it is a uh, a Karen's dream come true. All you need to do is throw on some UGG boots and a fucking Starbucks logo. We're ready to rock and roll. Um, Wait a second. Wasn't Stan Winston the actual arms that went up uh, out of the dog pen in the thing? Yeah, Stan Winston is a, he's got a a very vast. Uh, 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 special effects history. It's a big deal. So he worked with Botten during the crowd. Botten, yeah, yeah. I love that uh, Jeremy did bring up earlier the Great Pumpkin from Charlie Brown. And I had made a note, actually, that it is kind of like, imagine the Great Pumpkin from Charlie Brown, but it's very Old Testament Great Pumpkin. <laughs> like yeah. He, he is ready to bring all wrath down upon you. And I, just like Eric brought up, too, I do love that the people in this town at the beginning of the movie, uh, it is like those of us in comedy when one of our own is about to be canceled. And they're like, please, please put me on a show. And it's like, no, I can't let you in. Like, I, people know that I let you in. I can't work either. It's kind of the same. <laughs> come on. Come on. Are you 
can still suck my toes. I know you're into toes. Oh, Jeremy, not your, your toes. toes. Jeremy, I have never <laughs> been so upset by an image. And you know how many dick pics I get? That was more upsetting. You're, I love you, but your toes yeah. need amputee. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy, you're... you're send dick pics, not toe shots. Jeremy, your your toes look like they got frostbitten and somehow recovered. Um, I, I don't know how a nail can go so sideways. It just freaks me out. Sometimes. It looks like if we severed your foot, I could have five wishes that would slowly curl each one in like that. <laughs> if I let my just let myself my body go, I can be the new Texas Chainsaw Man. Wait, like, wait a minute, you, you you say if you let your body go? So, uh, I was on Brad Pitt. I do. <laughs> oh my God! So, uh, by the way, Ashley's face when you said you're basically Brad Pitt was the priceless. I know our listeners. I, can't I was see trying that. to hold it in, but I was like, mm, "You mean like armpit?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm armpit. More like- your army, your army hammer pit. <laughs> Now pictures that will never get you a date ever again. So uh, years later, a young boy, uh, the that young boy who we saw in the opening scene, Ed Harley, who's going to be played by the great Lance Hendrickson, is all grown up. He's a man with a son of his own. And I just want to mention the fact that uh, Lance Hendrickson is over the age of 50 years old in this movie. He's an old fart. He's still putzing around. And this motherfucker's ab game in the late 80s was still on fire. Like... Lance Hendrickson looked great for a 50 year old man just jacked like I believe like he looks clearly like an older man but like one that you're like god damn yeah I just found out Jennifer Tilly is like 65 years old and I tried to put a gun in my mouth (laughs) so uh after she's not moving violations old anymore so after uh, six out-of-town kids drive uh, arrive at the Harley store, Pumpkinhead's story is told from some local children. Uh, shortly after that, one of the six out-of-towners, Joel, starts a race on his dirt bike. Because, you know, when you're on the road, sometimes you got to release some tension. Just have a little dirt bike race uh, at, at the local store here. Um, and uh, he jumps over amount of dirt and ends up hitting Ed's son uh, because he's on probation though and he's uh, been drinking Joel flees the scene after crushing this fucking adorable child uh, ultimately the little boy dies from his injuries and in the wake of his son's death Ed can think of nothing but revenge so he seeks out an old witch to conjure the pumpkin head and the pumpkin head is awakened now I realize that's a lot for the first 30 minutes of this movie, and maybe we got a little bit sidetracked, but could I just play you a little song that I think will summarize all the events up until now of what has happened in the movie? Here we go. Here's just a little summary to get us up to speed. If you just tuned in, you're flipping around, you could start the podcast right here, and you'll be fine to go. Here we go. My son, Billy... My brightest star in the sky Cut off the night in half with a wink of his eye He was good, he was kind Always came to dinner on time But one day it all changed and went away Went outside with a dear old dog Playing all the like And then old Stevie Johnson Hit that jump and Crushed him with his dirt bike I scooped him up in my arms After I checked on him like 40 minutes later Thought about taking him to a doctor Because that seemed like a good idea but instead i found the crazy man who told me where to find the witch that i knew could awaken a pumpkin demon to get revenge pumpkin 
instead. Maybe I should have just taken my kid to a patient first or like a clinic or even a veterinary. And I have a fucking dog. I know I've taken to the vet once that probably could have saved my son's life had I not driven like two hours to find a fucking witch that would make me dig up a pumpkin demon to fucking get in act revenge but not actually bring my son's life back and I'm Lance Henderson and I go full retard in this movie okay so that really <laughs> brings us up to speed of where we are in the uh, in the film thus far uh, <laughs> that was beautiful Th- thank you thank still you better than uh, Bruce Springsteen still be- <laughs> I really went for a good storyteller country vibe there. You know, I feel like this is a folky movie. It needed a folky treatment. Actually, Jeremy, it was more like John Cougar Mellencamp. It was like, I was killed in a small town. (laughs) I was working at Seaside Heights when I saw the movie Pumpkinhead. I got hit with a dirt bike in a small town. (laughs) Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. (laughs) Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. So, uh... So I do think that is very odd that uh, there's 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 not a lot of action that happens at the hat at the Harley store. Uh, like dirt bikes seem like a thing. Like maybe I should go outside and watch this. Nope, gotta tend to the spearmint gum within my store right now. And instead, just his kid gets crushed. And I feel like there's such a lapse in time of like checking on on his. <laughs> He finds them like 30 minutes later after they've made a whole plan to flee, but one decides to stay and be like, hey, I just want to let you know we we maybe accidentally killed your kid or whatever. Uh, (laughs) Hey, here's here's this thing. It's a very awkward awkward way to move the story along but it, it is it is very silly and he does go to uh take him to that um he, he wants to go find the pumpkin head thing which i don't understand how your son is dying and you're like i had that flashback to the giant demon that i saw actually <laughs> murder somebody maybe this thing can help i don't know that's why that's where his mind went immediately uh it- it's pet cemetery for hillbillies. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he goes to seek out George Buck Flower, uh, who's played by uh, Mister Mister Wallace. Now, Mister Wallace, he's in a lot of. He's that guy in the movies. Uh, I love him because he's in a lot of John Carpenter movies. He's in They Live as the um, as the guy who's just like, what are you What are you talking about? We're all just trying to do the right thing. Don't you want to be on the winning team? He's that guy in that, and he's also uh, in another John Carpenter movie. Which is hey, really hey, 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 let me do it. Let me do it. Yeah. They put this on my arm. They said, <laughs> I'll be the president. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, let me do back, back to the Future part part one or part two. Crazy drunken drivers. <laughs> yes. He is a one line machine. And uh the movie you were talking about before is of course the great escape from New York with Kurt Russell, which is uh, a very lovely, very lovely film, John Carpenter. Check it out in uh in our archives. So uh yeah, that all happens, and then that guy, he finds out where this old witch is, and shout outs to this fucking old witch, because she is probably uh, if Pumpkinhead is the coolest special effect in this movie, the second is just her makeup and lighting and how she looks like the creepiest. Uh, like, she looks, her face looks like a nour later that was just chewed for like a minute and then just boom, right back there. Her face is just, it looks like uh, Edward James almost, almost, almost. Like, it's fucking bad. Uh, just chunks in her face. I like, I don't understand why you brought your dying kid to this place where the, what, what the fuck is this bitch gonna do? Um, just I makes. Remember four years, four years before. She's the nun in, in Bachelor Party who also is na- has a naked body <laughs> when Tom Hanks sees a naked chick with the nun's face on it. So, <laughs> so Warren Schaefer. So uh, while he goes up to there, uh, the the kids and Joel's friends they go to a little cabin to go hide out to uh, to to calm down for a bit. And Jeremy, did you notice the cabin at all in this movie? Did you did it stick out to you at all? 
It looks nothing like the Evil Dead Two cabin. No, and and that that's that wasn't even the reference I'm looking for. But I noticed it right away, especially the interior. Did you notice anything about the interior layout of this place? No. It is, and uh, I confirmed it through internet research. Here, uh, it's the exact same fucking cabin from. Um, uh, Friday the 13th part four the final chapter uh, with that little island and everything I was like hey that looks exactly like that and I was like I wonder if it is and it if matter of fact it is it's the same uh, set as that so Corey Feldman should have shown up yeah Corey Feldman should have shown up and then slapped down that fucking demon uh, by the way what a I don't know why but my brain just went there god how come nobody's ever fucking just wanted a revenge thing against Jason and awakened Pumpkinhead and would Pumpkinhead beat a Jason Voorhees it's a good question that's a, I, it's one one worth debating versus um, demon that comes from a pumpkin patch hmm I think now's a good time for another song. Okay, here's Jeremy Wood for the kids. Here's Jeremy's pumpkin head song. What pumpkin? What do you find in a pumpkin patch? Pumpkins. What do you find in a pumpkin patch? Pumpkins. Oh, buddy, I ain't talking no snatch. That's what you find in a pumpkin patch. Oh, yeah, you'll find pumpkins. What do you find in a pumpkin patch? A burial mound, oh, yeah. What do you find in a pumpkin patch? A burial mound Hey buddy, I ain't talking no snatch That's what you will find in um, You will find it in a fucking patch um, What do you find in a fucking patch? That's strong, Jeremy, that's strong You were saying? Keep it going. Okay, here we go. A mummified demon that you drink, that drink blood and go on vengeful killing sprees. What do you find in a pumpkin patch? A mummified demon that drinks blood and goes on a vengeful filled terror train. That's what I'm talking trash. What you find in a pumpkin patch? You find a demon that you mummified demons. Wow. Okay. For the kids. So uh I like I like that you know we're reaching out to the younger generation, Jeremy. That's what we're trying to get. So Yeah, I'm wor- I'm also working on the penis song. <laughs> okay, okay. I just need to find the right uh tot lot to uh get filmed on <laughs> with no clothes. So uh uh, as Steve, who's Joel's younger brother, tries to stop Maggie, who's freaking out, uh, Pumpkinhead comes out of hiding from the trees and strikes uh, and rips Steve to shreds. Maggie then runs to the cabin for help, uh, but Joe and Jeff go looking for Steve with guns because, uh, you know, if you don't dirt bike without guns, I'll tell you that. Uh, just then, the evil vengeance demon appears at the window. It hangs Steve, uh, Steve's body a uh, bloody body in front of the door. Uh, and as Maggie screams, Pumpkinhead grabs her and runs off. It soon returns and kills another girl via choking her and dropping her on a boulder. Uh, very, some some really good body count stuff here. I really like the one shot they have as the one girl gets like ripped over the top of the roof and you just see her legs go like that. Um, very cool. Uh, some cool little special effects and some ripping there uh but uh yeah pumpkin head is out and it's uh it is a little baby demon that gets dug up in a cemetery of pumpkins and uh reanimated with lance hendrickson's blood and his dead kid's blood because you gotta have blood i guess to do it they don't really explain it it's witchcraft i have to say one of my favorite scenes from evil dead 2 is being pulled up from the downstairs by his face 
Yeah. <laughs> it does have that same kind of vibe when that lady gets dragged over top of the house. I, I agree, where you're getting dragged by your head someplace and your legs are just flailing and stuff like that. It's a good it's a good bit. Uh so uh the remaining three victims then go to seek help, but the residents know that uh anyone who helps Pumpkinhead's targets becomes a target themselves. And uh the kids are on their fucking own. Get the get fucked, you can't find sanctuary here. Um Ed Harley though, our uh, our Lance Henderson's character is mentally connected to the demon. He witnesses each kill and of the survivors and looks like he's coming every time it happens. I don't think I don't think Lance Hendrickson knows what pain is. He just knows what cum face is. And that's what he does every time Pumpkinhead is on the fucking run. Um, but soon after that, Pumpkinhead arrives and Joel and Harley unload their guns into the beast. And uh, they think that it's dead, though. Joel approaches it and pumps one more into its forehead. And Pumpkinhead immediately comes back to life, grabs the gun, and probably the coolest kill of the movie, takes the gun and just impales him with it and then like holds him up like he's a like he's a fucking uh turkey leg at the renaissance festival for like a minute like like this and uh it's a pretty cool kill and uh we realize that pumpkin head is pretty much fucking invincible for the most part you know the the pumpkin head demon is not a hard sell because it's like well if you do and incur the the pumpkin head you'll have to feel the murder when he murders somebody and also you'll come. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what's the bad part about this vengeance demon? Uh, oh, I well, <laughs> damned forever, whatever. Oh, well. And then he's like, oh, man, I've come so many times. I'm tired of coming. Damn it. <laughs> I got to kill myself to keep from coming. <laughs> we do also notice, though, that the psychic connection seems to go both ways. Like it's a regular little ACDC effect where uh, our buddy Lance Hendrickson, if he punches, punches himself in the butt, then all of a sudden Pumpkinhead's going to feel it too. Like, hey, that's me from the future. Hey, that's me from the past. Uh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> so. so the plot from Keep from get a life yeah it's a, all of this is ripped off from chris elliott's get a life and brothers so. so uh uh the remaining kids tracy and jeff run for their lives until a young hillbilly named jimmy joe <laughs> decides to help them <laughs> jimmy joe get in here you look kid uh so Pumpkin. By the way, I love Jimmy Joe's subs. They are the best. Jimmy Joe subs. <laughs> we'll kill big game that's in a fucking zoo if we need to. Um, so Pumpkinhead pursues them through the old burned down church uh, and grabs Jeff, uh, uh, wounding him real badly. Uh, wanting to stop this, Ed Harley drives around until he finds Tracy and Jimmy Joe, and then he takes them into the house. Uh, but soon the demon appears, drops Jeff's body, and enters the house. The survivors flee outside, and Ed appears to be uh, struck... Oh, this is the best part. So Ed Harley, uh, Lance Hendrickson, goes to make a, a makeshift uh, hillbilly flamethrower, which he's just... I could do. Like, I can I can barely speak English. I have teeth that look like a chipmunk. But also, I'm going to MacGyver up a goddamn flamethrower real quick. And the he has the wits and the wherewithal to do all of this. And... You're like, cool, he's going to go fucking burn this thing. This is going to be tight. The only obstacle he has in his way is just a pitchfork that's in the way that he just runs into. <laughs> Which I just find to be the dumb. This man, can, this man has hillbilly MacGyver skills and just runs full speed and chests himself with a pitchfork like, like he's Sideshow Bob stepping on a rake as he's about to go murder somebody. Um... Of course, you see that that also hurts the pumpkin head. Um, and uh, uh, for this time, he realizes pumpkin head feels the injury too. And by that, to stop the beast, he finally grabs a gun. Uh, he puts it to his own head and uh, uh, pulls the trigger. But 
that's not enough to do it. Like he shoots himself in the head and fails and he's still alive. So Tracy then has to come over, grab the gun. Cause now she realizes that it's a little ACDC effect. Boom. Pops one up in his, uh, up in a uh, Lance Hendrickson's head. And that is able to stop the pumpkin head who not only dies, but immediately bursts into flames and, uh, starts burning there on the spot. Um, so, uh, that, that's the exciting climax to pumpkin head here uh but in the last scene we get to see the witch burying ed's uh ed's body in pumpkin head's grave uh where he will be the next pumpkin head which brings us to an end of pumpkin head uh ashley your final thoughts on this uh on this roller coaster of a movie an episode in general so um they actually made three sequels to this movie which is bananas um i have not to my knowledge seen any of them so i can't wait to check those out um hey look if you loved pumpkin head i also strongly encourage you to watch my porno version called chicken head Ooh, is that a project pat special um but but no, no, no Project Pat, Pat references. No, Mike. see the chicken patch. The chicken <laughs> patch. Um, Jeremy, your final thoughts on the, the great and mighty pumpkin head? Uh, definitely the best shirtless scenes of uh, Lance Henriksen of any film. Yeah, he's uh, so oily. Every he scene. My, he is my favorite. Um, um, well, they prefer to be called. Um, you know. Here we go humanoids even though they're fucking robots oh synthetics okay he's your favorite synthetic yeah synthetic person whatever you're a fucking robot <clears throat> fucking tear your head off you fucking skin job hey jeremy if i were to pit um the great lance hendrickson as bishop against uh the the android um uh, from uh, Rutger Hauer from Blade Runner. Who do you got in that matchup? You know, a replicant. Uh, a replicant is is more human than 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 a human. So you know, definitely got to go with Rutger Hauer. You know, he really did give the love to uh, the lesser replicant, uh, Harrison Ford in uh, Blade Runner. You know, because he knew he he would live longer if he doesn't break. I think that's the one thing I do like about Blade Runner that says, it answers a question I think we've all asked for years and years. Can androids be emo? And it really does, they do prove it, I think, more than anything. They're like, yes, androids can cry too. And I think that's an important thing. I just want to thank thankful for a movie that um, spawned the only good Rob zombie song of all time. more human than a human okay whoa whoa okay that's a whole another debate we'll get into but, all right the 69 movie was okay okay Fine. there we go um but no it was a great time i personally you know what pumpkin has a fun movie i haven't seen the i really feel like i've seen Pumpkinhead two and like bits and pieces i can't even tell you one second of part three but it is the coolest monster to, to ever watch uh i think uh that gets brought to life he's a fucking badass i got the little figurine behind me Shout outs to Greg Box who donated that to me because uh, I guess his wife wouldn't allow him to have it anymore. So he found a good home here. His pumpkin head is safe and sound. Um, Ashley, what do you got on the docket? What's coming up for you? Uh, you can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs. And you can also catch me on Instagram at Slash and Gash DMV. Uh, you can catch me featuring in York on November 4th. Ooh, November 4th. Check her out in York. Otherwise, get a plate and a fork and a mop and a bucket. We got some dap-ass pussy here. Um, I don't know. I'm riffing. Find all things Eric Comedy at ericcomedy.com. If you're listening to this live, uh, you can, as soon as it comes out, you can catch me at the DC Improv on Wednesday and then McGooby's Joke House on Saturday. All that at ericcomedy.com. Eric with K. Comedy with a C. Jeremy, take us out of here. Great pumpkin will rise and kill all them damn city kids. 